Welcome, welcome, welcome. Join us. Another edition of the Houston Round Bar Review presents Folks Talking Sports on our Folks Talk Sports Twitter account, as well as the Houston Round Bar Review YouTube channel. I am Chris Gardner, owner of the Houston Round Bar Review, local name Global Perspective. And joining me, two of my colleagues, co-hosts on the right, Willie Gibson of WTG Sports. How are you, sir? Doing well, sir. How about yourself? Doing pretty well. And in the middle, the youngster of the group and the highest of high tech of us, Mr. Andy Yanez <laughs> of the Community Impact newspaper, as well as Pod Slam Jamma. And how are you, sir? I'm doing good. How are you, Chris? I'm doing okay. Let's go and get that up there right now. Uh, let's go and get the the somber news out of the way. Uh, the passing of two icons today, Mr. Bill Russell and Miss uh, Queen Michelle Nichols, Star Trek fame and uh, icon in her own right, supreme talent. Mr. Gibson, go to you first. Uh, just your thoughts, if you care to share some thoughts on the passing of of Mr. Russell and, and Miss Nichols. Definitely, um, <clears throat> definitely a somber day uh, for not just the NBA as far as Mr. Russell, but the world. I mean, his his impact reaches well beyond the court. Um, social activist, um, someone, uh, Kenny Smith uh, was speaking, I believe, and he talked about how he was drafted by uh, Mr. Russell. And his job as a rookie was he had to sit next to him every day on the bus, on the plane. They lived near each other in Sacramento, so they would ride to and from practice together as well. Wow. And he had, and he talked about how he would say, um, well, yeah, one day uh, I was in Boston and, and, and Martin and I were talking. And he said, and Kenny said, wait a minute, Mar Martin who? And he said, Martin Luther King. And he said, it was just that matter of fact that yeah. he said that, like, oh, yeah, me and, you know, and please understand, no disrespect. When I, I'm just re relating the story. But, right. but, yeah, Dr. King, you know, someone that refers to him by his first name, just matter of factly, it was just like, you know, his, his impact was well beyond the court. Uh, here in Ohio, uh, the Cleveland Summit in 1967, mm -hmm. uh, Jim Brown, um, Paul Robeson, uh, Bobby Mitchell, Lou Alcindor at the mm -hmm. time came together to support Muhammad Ali. Bill Russell was the head of that. Right. And so when you hear of those things, oh, and by the way, he won 11 titles in 13 seasons, mm -hmm. two as additional as a head coach, as a player coach, right? not a head coach, a player coach. So when you look at all those things, and then uh, Ms. Nichols, the, the, the walls that she uh, broke down uh, in Hollywood at the time for um, not only African-Americans, but women, African-American mm -hmm. women, um, that goes without saying. So uh, definitely a somber day. And, uh, you know, those, uh, the, 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 the people that they are will be missed, but hopefully their impact will remain for, for many, many years to come. Agreed. And it, it's an, a twist, I guess it's irony, but Dr. King had an impact on 
Mrs. Nichols' life as well, because as she told a story, uh, she was thinking about quitting Star Trek. And Dr. King said to her, you know, sister, you can't quit because you are one of, if not the, at the time, one of the few representatives of us on TV as intelligent and as a strong black woman. So I urge you not to quit. So she didn't. And she stayed on Star Trek because of that. So the impact and not, you know, getting into, well, you know, why are y'all saying that their impact on black Americans, black heroes? Black... Okay. If you don't understand, it's because you, you just don't understand. All right. The impact on the two of them had on my life specifically. And it's, it's basketball, one in for Mr. Russell. And I'm a geek, love science. So Star Trek and Michelle Nichols, Lieutenant O'Hara, it all combines together. You know, so today the passing, both of them on, on this day, July 31st, was already a summer day for me because this was the ninth year of the passing of one of my best friends, July 31st, 2013. So it's already a tough day and that passing of two icons in humanity as far as I'm concerned. So July 31st, you know, will always be not another reason that'll be an important day for me to not forget. So Andy Yanez, any thoughts you care to share on the passing of Bill Russell and Shell Nichols? No, yeah, like both of you guys have touched on, I mean, he was truly an icon and uh, I believe the first, the, the first I saw was when Shams tweeted it out and, you know, whenever you see it, you're kind of starstruck, not starstruck, but you're kind of shocked first. You're like, what? That, that can't be true. And obviously, um, from my perspective, I never grew up being able to see him, whether it was on the court, but, you know, every NBA Finals, they have the NBA Finals MVP trophy named after him. He's always there to, to present it. Um, and obviously, of course, you hear it, uh, especially when when there's a debate when it comes to championships, like Will said, um, how many he was able to pile on. Um, but I mean, there's, there's not really more I can comment on, except I, I guess the perspective I could bring in is, is what Kelvin Sampson said. Um, he tweeted out a, a quote post about him and he called him a living legend. And he went on to talk about how um, he was able to impact both his personal life. Um, he talked about how Calvin Sampson's father was a big uh, fan of Bill Russell, and he was able to connect him with a phone call, and he was able to tell how excited he was through the phone that he was able to connect them. And um, just like both of you guys have touched on, the legacy that he leaves on is going to be, um, his reach is going to be something that, that, especially as the generations go forward, they might not know. But, I mean, if it wasn't for him, uh, a lot of things could be very different. And... And a couple of things, Mr. Russell was hilarious, great sense of humor, and his laugh was truly his. It was distinct. You knew mm -hmm. when Mr. Russell was laughing because his laugh is uncanny. But I learned from him after the fact, you know, because he used to do TV games as well. So that's mm -hmm. really where I, I first learned of him and learned his knowledge of the game. And then going back to his two championships in college at San Francisco, then winning the Olympics gold medal and then winning all the championships with the Celtics. The man was the ultimate winner, okay? The ultimate winner. So if you want to talk about rings, championships, it's Mr. Russell and everybody else, okay? Mm -hmm. You know, Michael Jordan got six. That's nice, okay? Bill Russell got 11. <laughs> 11. Robert Ory got seven. Bill Russell has 11, okay? 11. <laughs> Let me say that again. 11. The classic picture of Mr. Russell with the rings, hold them up on his fingers, and he's got there's a, there's a ring for every finger and then another one. <laughs> OK, so there's no one more of a team player winning 
sports than William Felton Russell. But in terms of block shots, when he was doing commentary and calling games on TV, he always would say if a player, big man, blocked the shot out of bounds, he would hate that, hate that. And he'd be asked why. Because it allowed the, they still got the ball, don't they? They still have possession, don't they? Well, yes. What would you have done? I block it and tip it and keep it in play. I get the ball and we go run for another way. So blocking a shot and keeping it in play for his team to get the ball and start transition is what he was really a stickler for. And every so often on Twitter, I make, I'd make a, a, a tweet about someone blocking a shot, one of those great squats out of bounds. And I would tweet, Mr. Russell would not approve. Because <laughs> the simply thing, you keep the ball in play, you maintain possession, you get possession, you start your play in transition. That's the Bill Russell way. That Celtic fast break was legendary in the early days, in the early days of NBA basketball. Legendary fast break. He started that. So rest in peace to, to both of them. So rest in peace to Bill Russell. Rest in peace to Michelle Nichols, Lieutenant O'Hara. Now, happier times. Well, I want to ask you this. I'm really flipping the script here as we talk about sports here on Folks Talking Sports on our Folks Talk Sports Twitter account and on Houston Round Bar YouTube channel. Tier three right. Tier three rights, media rights, Mr. Gibson. Yep. Yep. Who does Ohio does Ohio State own its tier three rights, or is that a Big Ten uh, ownership? I believe my understanding is that uh, the individual schools hold those rights. Okay. AAC, Andy, I think as part of the AAC's deal with ESPN slash ESPN Plus is that ESPN Plus owns the tier three rights of the, the conference schools. I think the Big 12 is similar, except for at one point Texas and Oklahoma because of Sooner Vision and Longhorn Network. Um, they have their own rights. I say all that to say, <clears throat> I hope at some point, because whenever the negotiations are done, the media rights, the, the new deal is done, I would love to see the member schools um, have their own rights. Willie Gibson, I'm not yep. sure if I uh, sent you a text about it or, or, or not. Maybe I did. A lot going on this week. Sooner Vision, salute to OU and what they are doing with their archive, their history. Mm -hmm. uh, Barry Switzer, OU legendary coach, and even uh, Bud Wilkinson before that. OU football when they won 44 in a row and they were dominating football in old, old days of college football. Some of those coaches' shows are available on ESPN+. Plus. I saw a Barry Switzer show on ESPN+. Plus, and of course, right now, that's the Big 12 now on ESPN+. Mm -hmm. Plus. But from 1984, there is a Barry Switzer coaches show yep. on the platform. Andy, you're young. You're the youngster. I would love for the coach Kelvin Sampson coaches shows to be available on UH Athletics, um, you know, YouTube site, the website, uhcougars.com, that platform. Basically, I would like, and I'm not sure if it's possible, I'm not sure what needs to be done, but for UH Cougars and the history, the archive, to create its own history on its channel, on it, whether it's ESPN Plus, 
the YouTube channel, what have you. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, it's another great idea, especially when, when you think back. Um, even if they can make a program, um, I mean, going back to the history of the university, there's so much um, that you can go back and, and think, even going back to uh, the thing that, that stuck out to me was going back to some of those Southwest Conference days. Um, obviously, of course, the, the big headliner doing something. If you have any of the archive stuff, I'm not sure if they, they still own that, but of something of the Flash Lama Jamma teams, uh, something of, of the Guy V. Lewis team, something of... Um, the football teams in the 80s, whenever they were running wild in the 70s, 80s um, in the Southwest Conference, what they were able to do, I think certainly, especially when it comes to um, the UH fan base, that's something that they would really enjoy. And if it's something, whether it's on ESPN Plus or something that's a subscri- subscription-based service, I think they would they would get a lot of subscribers early on. Now, the question is, does UH have, um, have they been able to save anything like that, that, that they could be able to kind of put on a platform uh, going back to their historic uh, historic uh, library. That'd certainly be an interesting question. But if they do that, that's another great idea. They absolutely, absolutely should do it. And I, I've begun inquiries in the program about the archive, the history, because, you know, some friends, um, old heads like myself, uh, the Coach Gabby Lewis show. Jim Nance used to do that show with Coach Gabby Lewis. I'm not sure who owns those rights. Okay, I, you know, the, well, let's go. Let, let me show you how old I am, okay, mm-hmm. and how things used to be for UH athletics. And I really love some of the older alums to chime in if you're watching us on YouTube or on Twitter. The coach, either Coach Bill Yeoman's show for football and or the Coach Lewis show for basketball, those shows used to air on the uh, Houston area public TV station yeah. on PBS, okay? Mm-hmm. So I remember that, seeing that growing up as a kid, those shows. So I don't know who owned those rights. And that, the PBS station is on the UH campus, right, Andy? PBS, is, you know, it's maybe far, yeah, far, far yeah. away. But in terms of the acreage. It's of, on the intro once you, uh, once you turn left from 45. So, it's, so PBS is part of University of Houston. So I would hope, I mean, I don't know if the archive, if the shows were damaged or, or what, whatever. But it would be great to make those shows available for for fans, alums to watch, to see, and then old footage of, of sports shows. And I mean, it may be more difficult because of you know the TV network, Raycom or CBS or whoever you know broadcast the game. But still, more and more will. How about question for you? Mm-hmm. Do the Buckeyes have? I think they have. Well, I'm asking you. Do they have like a a Buckeyes Plus streaming platform? Yet? Uh, n- not yet. Not yet. But I, I w- believe that it is possible that they could do it in the future with their history and their archive. Would, would you say so? I would say so, yeah. Um, speaking of PBS, you mentioned um, the coach, Sean O, again, showing our age when I was a youth. Um, the, uh, they did a Buckeye Weekly. And they on Sunday mornings, and they did a recap of the previous day's game, and then after that was the Earl Bruce show, okay, and yeah. that was on WOSU, which is the PB, the PBS station for the Columbus area. So, um, yes, uh, Buckeye Plus 
currently no, but the, the opportunity I would imagine is there for that to be um, occurring in the future. You know, and it's it's a question. I mean, it's it's more of more content for your alums, for your fans to get a chance, and this could be another a revenue generator as well. Um, South Carolina, the Gamecocks, they are going to launch a, a Gamecock Plus this fall with content, you know, from old games, coaches shows, interviews, all those things. So I think a little bit here and there, you're seeing some athletic programs launching a plus streaming platform. And I'm just, why not UH? Why not? You know, if you have the, the rights to your, your old shows, your old games, put it out there. And at, at minimum, it could be a way to advertise more. You know, if you're saying, well, you may not be able to make a lot of money if you charge five bucks a month for it. Well, you never know, you might. But if you have advertising on it, if it's free, you get advertisers and, and you get people to watch. Hey. And then you combine it with new content. Andy, I think we talked about this before on FTS. The coaches show, like Kelvin Sampson does a, a radio show. It's a radio show, right? Every yeah, week he during, has during conference play. Correct. And I think Dana Hogerson might do one as well. But are, but are those shows available on U.S. Cougars' YouTube channel? Uh, I don't think they're available on the YouTube channel. I believe they have a library on their actual website um, where you can go back and, and listen to them. See, there you go. Again, another chance to put those, make them available on the U.H. Cougars' YouTube channel, even if, if it's free. But put them on there. If you make the U.H. Cougars' YouTube channel a go-to source for you for Houston Cougars athletics, for Houston Cougars content, whether it's old shows, coaches shows, uh, press conferences, interviews. You know, I saw this week Texas Tech basketball, men's basketball specifically. They have I forgot what it's called. Uh, outside the arenas, the name of it, you know, like title of the shows. It's like three or four of the basketball players doing like four or five minute. Just chopping it up, discussing, talking about themselves, you know, the program, workouts, whatever, on the Texas Tech. It's on the website for the Raiders as well as on the YouTube channel. Content, man, content. You know, you, you got some, especially younger fans. Andy, you know, I'm a, you know, you tell me if you agree with this, that if UH Cougars put out, had four-minute clips, four- or five-minute clips with Marcus Sasser, uh, get to know Jarris Walker. Get to know Tremont Mark. Get to know the new players each year. Get to know the new players for the Cougs. Football team. Get to know the, you know, on and on and on. Would you guys, you think the youngsters, I think some old heads will eat, eat, that, eat that stuff up too. What do you think? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Especially if you have them, like you said, on the YouTube channel, that's going to get up your, your views. That's going to get up your subscribers' likes. And like you said, that's another uh, ad revenue source. And it doesn't have to be, I mean, you could make it as, as, complicated or as simple as you want to because all these youngsters got phones tablets you know all the high-tech devices that they could record it i mean will you know this mm -hmm. they can do ig they can do their you know they are doing ig reels and all that other kind of stuff well mm -hmm. you know just ask them to do something that you can put on the houston cougars youtube channel jess walker is huge on instagram andy i think you know that so i mean this have it shift over, TikTok, whatever. Just put some of this on the YouTube channel. Be 
more content for your fans and your supporters and it help also builds up generates an interest because you could have oh by the way we got a game coming up this weekend or we got a game this thursday against thinking forward against kansas or you know ku basketball come support us and then after the game tune in for our post game press conference with coach sampson and and select players to discuss the game to discuss hopefully a coups win over ku am i wrong in thinking like this guys no, you're absolutely right. And to add on to the point, um, going to the UH Cougars website, they do have. I wonder if I can share screen on this. So you can so they do have an audio uh, based library, and uh, so uh, I'm gonna share it. That way we can uh, we can be able to see it. But when you, the interesting thing about this is that they have a like I said, it's audio only, and so okay, you guys can see it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It looks like they have basically every radio call of the, their baseball games going back um, uh, for the 2022 season. Um, they have a couple of other interesting audio bites. And then if you go back all the way to March, you have archived uh, the Kelvin Sampson radio show. I believe that was the last one of the season. And um, so they have pretty good audio content. They even have some video content as well. And like I said, this is all free on the UH Cougars website. I'm not entirely sure how that translates over to um, ad revenue or anything like that for them, but they they do have some form of library. And that's that's at uhcougars.com? Correct. Okay, well, then if they have that, then they can put it on the YouTube channel. <laughs> you know, because if you're already done it in one place, it shouldn't should not take very much to add it to the YouTube channel. Just another source for people to reach your audience. You know, that, that's all I'm talking about is provide more content uh, for your audience to enjoy and learn about UH athletics. And here's it. Yeah. This comment right here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They put it up there. Yeah. It's cool to have it on the UH site, but no one is going to that site. Put it on YouTube where people actually go. I to add, to, add to that, I mean, YouTube, YouTube with Google, it has its own algorithm. So people, yeah. people click it once. You're going to have a lot of people that aren't necessarily subscribed to the channel or don't aren't looking for it. It might potentially pop up on the recommended feed and that's how you grow and they, they build a higher brand. And it's just another outlet, another opportunity for people to learn about UH Cougars athletics, the student as they prefer to them as the student athletes. To me, they're student assets, but it's a way to get to know about the baseball team, the basketball team, women's basketball team as well. If you put it on the YouTube channel, which I do think I do agree with D-Skills H-Town, more people will go to the go to YouTube than UHCougars.com. Reach a different audience. What do you think, Will? Um, I guess he for Ohio State. That would work for the non-revenue sports. I was, what I was doing, and I, I wasn't—I was paying attention, but I also wanted to make sure I was right before I spoke. Um, Ohio State has a contract with IMG College, mm-hmm. and they also work with Radio Ohio. And the deal, ten-year deal, one hundred twenty-eight million dollars, so roughly thirteen million per year. Um, with that deal, quoting the press release, currently IMG manages Ohio State's publishing rights and Radio Ohio controls the university's radio rights. 
Under the terms of the new agreement, the IMG College and Radio Ohio Partnership will manage and market rights associated with publishing, radio game play-by-play, -play, and coaches shows, and live and delayed television and coaches TV shows excluded, excluded from Big Ten Conference and NCAA contracts. So, their deals are pretty much wrapped up with IMG. And Radio Ohio is the local flagship station here. So, for, for Ohio State, that wouldn't be a viable option because everything's controlled through uh, contracts with media. Um, and I'm glad you, you, you said IMG. Because IMG does have a, a deal with UH Athletics. And I, without getting folks in trouble, I know some people on campus are not thrilled with what IMG is doing for their athletic program. Because you know, if, if, if they are doing the, the coaches' shows, whatever they're doing, where is it? Where is the content? Is it, a, is it only at IMG.com or, or whatever, slash UH Cougars, whatever? Apparently, it's not where people can find it. And what people I, I know about it. Go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. I, I, I would say this. What IMG can't produce it, but what local entity is willing to play it? Because I can speak for here in Ohio. They're pretty much on the Fox affiliate. They're on the CBS affiliate multiple times a week. So, and that's the same IMG college that, I don't know, I'm just throwing it out there. Yeah. What entity is willing to show it? And I don't know. I, I, I just, I'm, I, I'm asking. Because what, uh, UH football, UH athletics, who are they with? And are they on, who does basketball? Is it, and these skills you're still watching, chime in. I think basketball, men's basketball is on 950 KPRC. I think, I think that's yeah, right. Correct, correct. Uh, it's football as well. I'm not sure if they are, I, I don't know if it's 950 or, or, 790 740 whatever but i believe well, let me let me double check but but the radio stations do the you know football for sure we do, the cougars do have a football station for their for their football game well what I, I, I would question that why why would the again speaking for ohio sure 97.1 the fan is the flagship station for ohio state athletics why would one team be on one station and one team be on another? And and uh, they're not. They're both on uh, KPRC 950. 950. Yeah. Okay. 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 Mm -hmm. But the games are on 950. Uh, there's not. I don't believe. I think KPRC. Do they it's not broadcast a, a sports station? <laughs> yes, it's a it's a news it's a news slash politics politics station political station. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's another. Ooh. Another issue. Um, the Sports 24-7 sports station in town, I think is what, uh, 97.5 on FM? I think. The ESPN station? Yeah. yeah that's right. ESPN, yeah, ESPN so is 97.5. Right ESPN yeah. is 97.5, uh, and then you got uh, 790 and 610. Because uh, 610 into Texans, 790 is the Astros. Rockets and Astros. Rockets and Astros. I don't know if 1560 still exists, but, you know, whatever. And see, great point right here. It's a great point. 950 is, is not the demographic for Houston Cougars athletics. It's, it's not. It's an older demographic. So 
may need to look into that. But I get your point with what you're saying, Will. Um, I'm just curious. There just seems to be a way. There needs to be a way for the football games, basketball games, to not only you know be on 950 or be on a radio station, FM, you know, stronger signal, but also, and I don't know this. So Andy, if you got time to check, I don't know if 950's website. Um, broadcast or host a post-game show for football coach or for Kelvin. So if you can't have the... Well, so I'm, I'm going to go based off just uh, basketball, and I, I, don't, I don't believe they do. Um, like, they, they have a, a quote-unquote post-game show, but I think it lasts like 10, 10 minutes max where they're just recapping the game real quickly. It's not like you know, when, when you think about the Rockets and... Astros and the Texans, where they have like an hour long or 30 minutes at least post game where they which take is, some calls. Which is fans. where Les Red Coos will fill that void starting September 3rd. Hey, that's a perfect segue. Um, too bad. Do we play the clip? <laughs> um, no, but no, they do not have that on the on the KPRC 950. That's not how they do. Um, I'm not entirely sure about football, but I do know for men's basketball. Um, the couple of times that I would listen on radio on occasion, they wouldn't, um, they wouldn't do a post game show once the game ended. So, for IMG, they may own the rights for the football and basketball. Okay. And I think uh, women's basketball games are, uh, what is it, webcast, broadcast on, there's links on uhcougars.com, and it may go to, what is it, stretch portal, stretch internet, whatever, specifically to listen to the game. Okay. But... What about post-game shows where Andy's going to fill that void with Andy and Dayon and, and I could go on for it. We'll, we'll fill that void. But what about getting to know the players, you know, making that available on the YouTube channel? You know, things like that. Um, I forgot the name of the coach. K-State, I think it's K-State, K-State's soccer coach. His um, coach's show for the upcoming season is already a spot for it posted on the big 12 now on ESPN plus it's part of the the upcoming events and that's I think it's the show's in August will that's a soccer coach's show okay mm -hmm. and no shade on soccer it's just pointing out content that the Olympic sports you can if you want to do this you can do this all right <clears throat> for baseball softball golf you have all of these student athletes as you prefer to them colleges athletic departments show them some love the technology is there the platforms are there you i mean it doesn't have to be very long and honestly with the attention span of a lot of young gener you know generation past 10 minutes they're, they're gone anyway you know they, they tune it out but still so in that case Five minute, five minute clip from a U.S. baseball player. Five minute interview. Get to know Clayton Toon football. Get to know Tank Dell. What's the story with Tank Dell's hair? How, how long has it been going that hair? You know, something like I mean, I mean things like that. Just simple things. Be a two minute clip. You know, get to know and put on on the YouTube channel. Boom. Over and over again. Do something. I don't know if you could do this part in terms of players who are rehabbing injury, but Ultimate Casco. 
what's he doing? Where's, where is he in his rehab process? Even if it's just every couple of weeks or once a month. Rehab's going great, Kook fans. You know, I'll be back stronger than ever. Uh, just keep tuning in to U- U.S. Cougars YouTube channel for more updates. Who runs the, who runs the YouTube channel? I have no idea. That's a great question. I yeah, know. that's a great question, and uh, it's a perfect segue because I was looking through their YouTube channel just to um, get, get a gauge of it, and it says the last time, so they posted I wanted to make sure I'm right because they have it kind of organized a little wonky, but the last time they posted, it was 10 days ago. Um, going back, they posted 15. See, now, Chris, they, they are doing a thing where they're posting a couple of old um, highlights. Now, the thing is, I'm just going back to the last three months they've like i said they posted a a quick short um on houston rise 10 days ago besides that they hadn't posted in in two months so they posted one two three four five six videos in the span of the last three months um but they do have some extra so that leads me to believe they do have their own uh, library of previous games because you know what, I think it'd be just easier just to, to share the, the screen. Um, but I'll oh, go ahead, Will. No, well, I asked that because we, going back to ING, ING can only market the content that's produced. So right. if no content is produced, I, I don't see that as an ING issue. That's whoever, you know, is it sports information? Is it athletics? Is it whomever? To produce the content that will allow IMG to market and show it. That's a great point, Will. Great point. No, um, like and you guys can see, there's a lot of. They actually do have a lot of good um, clips. It looks like they're they're posted some um, classic games. It looks like it's the full games, but um, I mean, when it comes to content from currently going Andy, back, click, click on playlist. and see if it's a better breakdown of, of how things are, are categorized. Playlists. So they have Case Keenum Games, Coops in the Community, Coops Corners, 2018 Signing Day, 27. So really, yeah, it's kind of fallen off. I'm curious what the – well, and I'll, I'll stop that before we get sued um, <laughs> or copyrighted. But um, so, yeah, the Coops Corner, that, go, the, that goes back. That's 2020 stuff. Um, that I'd imagine it, I, I'd imagine they had a, they had a plan to do something but the pandemic probably cut it short but um I don't know I feel like there, there could be more there even just with the uploads of some of the historical videos that shows right there they do have at the very least some of the libraries of some classic games um, they probably need to do a better job with, with being able to, to get the titles um, to try to get more views on those videos but they do have it so um, especially in the summer, it could be something where they can grow. So it's there. Um, it just has to get built. And I, I remember uh, the Coos Corner and when it first started. So the pandemic could have, could have been, I mean, obviously it played a part in shutting us down a lot. Well, mm-hmm. as UH gets ready for the Big 12, time to ramp, ramp it up again. Time to start getting into that, start promoting that, start doing more Coos Corner stuff. You know, audio, video, get it out to provide it, your audience, your fans, content. 
Got to do a better job of that. And don't wait for what you see for KU. You know, other schools in the Big 12, Baylor, TCU, be ahead of the game. You know, you be proactive. You start putting shows out there. One thing uh, we've, we discussed, and Will, you know, it's no surprise, but a lot of that stuff that you just showed or that's available on the Cougs YouTube channel is football. Well, no shade on football because I know football makes the world go around. I know that. But which UH athletic program will be preseason top five this coming season? Men's basketball. Which one has been to the final four? Men's basketball. <laughs> okay. Which one went to the Elite Eight? Men's basketball. You got, you got their people, their fans who are just, they are waiting. They're feeding for UH Cougar men's basketball content. Will. Well, yeah, with all due respect, you know, I've learned in, in this media game that when you leave with, with all due respect, nine times out of ten, you're about to disrespect someone. However, with all due respect, I, as an outsider, I don't understand how you had a previous world record holder as a head coach, and now you have a nine-time Olympic gold medalist as head coach. Where's the track and field? Agreed. That's, I mean, that's a whole other part of the history of excellence in U.S. athletics, that the story is not being told. That's great. I, mean, I agree. There should be, and, you know, getting this, I mean, part of this is money. But I think a bigger part is want to. There's so the history of UH golf. Was it 16 yeah. national championships the, in track and field champions just all over the place? I mean, baseball had success for a while. Women, women's basketball was great in the early 2000s. Um, Chandy Jones' jersey number is hanging up in the Fertitta Center. Okay. Women's basketball player, number 13. History. Tell, if, if we don't tell a story, we as an alum now, I'm being taken as an alum, if we don't tell a story about history, who the hell is? Tell somebody in UH Athletics to call me because I got an idea right now for their men's track team. But I'm not going to put it on wax because uh, I need compensation. I yeah, need compensation. Agree, because some of the stuff that I'm putting out there, we're putting out there, if y'all <clears throat> borrow, steal the ideas, uh, y'all need to come correct. Okay, remember where you got this from. Real talk. All right. Getting into it. Big 12 tomorrow, August 1st, as we do this show here on Sunday, July 31st, will be the first official day for Big 12 Commissioner Britt Yormark. Uh, I don't expect a lot of fireworks from him regarding expansion announcements or anything of that sort. Will, I want to get your, your thoughts on the proverbial shots fired by George Kliakoff, the Pac-12 commissioner taking shots at the Big 12 this past week at uh, Pac-12 Football Media Day, which is only available on the Pac-12 network. Nobody else saw it because I don't have it anymore. Um, Will, why did the man take shots at the Big 12? The Big 12 didn't take USC and UCLA? He hardly said anything about Kevin Warren in, in the Big Ten. What's up with that, Will? Well, I, I, I look at it like this. Um, 
the, the bully takes your lunch money, and you know you're not going to say anything to him, but the, the guy you can say something to to make yourself feel better, you're going to say something to him. And that's what it was. He's not going to say anything to Kevin Warren. He's not. But to someone he thinks as, as less than him, or maybe even equal, because he knows Kevin that shit for sale. USC and UCLA are gone. Washington and Oregon, quite honestly, possibly on their heels behind them. Eventually, soon. yeah, I think so. Yeah, it doesn't matter soon. when, I think. Yeah, yeah soon. So, he's that shit for sale. But I got to make myself feel better. So, I'm going to say something to you because I feel I'm better than you. And whatever went down in those brief combining talks, you know, merger talks. Apparently he felt he had something that he was going you know, to say it with his chest. And what, what, what was your reaction to Klyukov taking shots at the Big 12, who made no public statements about the Pac-12 this past week? Didn't say anything. <laughs> you know, but even yeah. Kevin Warren talked about <clears throat> we're going to have in our new deal with USC and UCLA, we're going to have the late time slot for football. Let's shout to Pac-12. <laughs> Go ahead, Andy. No, I was going to say, to me, I, I kind of interpreted it a little bit different than Will, and, and to me, it kind of showed that uh, the Pac-12 is a little nervous when it comes to the Big 12, especially with a lot of the rumors that have been going on when it comes to, I mean, really, they've been revolving around Arizona as one of the teams that are um, very interested in, in jumping ship and going to the Big 12, and like you said, um, none of the reporters had mentioned uh, the Big 12 by name, and it the commissioner, uh, George, uh, correct me, how do you say his name again? Kleopkoff? Uh, Kleopkoff or Kleopkoff? But uh, to me, that showed to me that, that you know, hey, we, and it's funny with the statement he said, oh, it, it's interesting that they said the Big 12 is open uh, for business. We haven't decided they were going to go shopping there yet. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's just classic um, kind of, not necessarily to call it a Cold War, but they're kind of just Starting a fight, um, especially when it comes to the debate, oh, which conference has more value um, when it comes to ratings and which one would end up getting the bigger TV deal. Um, I think it, it showed me that there that he is truly, um, you know, he, he's starting to feel a little tight when it comes to Big 12. He's starting to heal those footsteps. Um, that's how I interpreted it. And, and I'm going to give my two cents on, on this. The 30-month negotiated window, early negotiated window between the Pac-12 and ESPN ends on um, August 4th. That's going to end. There won't be a deal between the Pac-12 and ESPN. You know, reportedly ESPN, the offer was was a low-ball offer. Well, it was a low-ball offer because ESPN is negotiating against itself. So why are they going to give you their best offer when they don't have any competition? So the Pac-12 most likely, I think, will be like, eh, no, thank you. We're going to go to market, and, and then we'll see what's out there. May only be ESPN. I don't know. But what if it's NBC? What if it's CBS? You know, somebody else out there that wants to give the Pac-12 some money, they're going to do that. They should do that. You know, all signs point to one way for Notre Dame to make their decision. Where they, if they get an uh, increase in pay, from NBC. You know, there's been discussion, rumors, and it's rumors and reports that some Big 12 football will be on NBC as part of a, you know, package with Notre Dame. That's talk. 
Uh, well, I mean, we're going to see all this time will tell what's going to happen going forward. Pac-12 may be, I saw later, you know, about a couple hours ago, uh, Jason Shear, who covers Arizona Wildcats, he said, um, he said what I said, that there won't be any negotiations, a deal reached right now with uh, the Pac-12 and ESPN before August 4th. And it may not be maybe months or a year before the Pac-12 reaches a new agreement for their media rights deal. So time will tell. Now, if it takes that long, what will Arizona do? What will Arizona State do? What will Colorado do? Are they going to wait that long as opposed to saying, hey, Mr. Uh, Mr. Yormark, uh, you still got a spot at table for us? Because can, can we join y'all? You know, what, what, that, will that happen? Well, do you think, let's get into demographics and ratings. Mm-hmm. What, what do networks want? Do they want ratings or do they want the demographics to have their network as part of a cable package? Oh, they want eyeballs, bro. They want numbers. It's all about the rating. It's about the rating. Because that rating is going to dictate advertising. They can say, hey, I got this number, and I got it here. That's going to be... I'm sorry. This this, this whole time I've been doing this, this is Sean Watson thing just coming down, so... I'm actually listening and participating, so I apologize. Um, NFLPA, I got a sidetrack. The NFLPA just came out, and in part, their statement says, uh, in response to Sue L. Robinson's decision, which is going to be announced at 9 a.m. tomorrow, the last line, this is why, regardless of her decision, Deshaun and the NFLPA will stand by her ruling and will call on the NFL to do the same. That's the NFL Players Association stating they will stand by the arbitrator's ruling and they call on the NFL to do the same. I don't know about you two. That tells me Deshaun's not getting suspended. Because why would the Players Association come out the night before the decision is announced and call on the NFL to accept the ruling? Except, yeah. Of the arbitrator. Yeah, that's a good, yeah. Any thoughts on that? Yeah. Man, if, if that's the case, then he's not going to get suspended at all. I think that that's certainly uh, surprising. That's got to be um, really for for the year-plus-long saga where um, there was a lot that was coming out. There was all the, the civil suits with, the obviously, the thing that caught everyone's attention was the, the number of people that had come out um, to get Zero, zero game suspension. I think that would be really surprising. But I have to agree with Will when he said um, they're telling the the NFL that they need to accept the, the decision that comes out. You're not going to put that out if it's what say eight. Heck, even if it was four game suspensions, you'd imagine that they would um, be ready to appeal. And that's certainly, like I said, I agree. It, it's got to be a precursor to that. Whether it's the right decision, I think. I think the argument that Deshaun made or his camp or the players' association that I made. Um, when comparing some of the things that some of the, the owners had done in the past and they hadn't necessarily gotten punished. Um, 
honestly, that might have been enough to hold through. What say you, Will? Um, yeah, that. And what I also heard is out of the 13 cases that the NFL wanted to present in the hearing, nine of them were thrown out. Mm. So they only had four cases that they actually had definitive evidence on. Um, one of the cases reportedly, um, one of the women that accused Deshaun of uh, this, these acts, her son spoke with NFLPA investigators and said, my mother only joined this after she saw money was involved, allegedly. Wow. So, uh, in fairness, can I read the entire statement? I don't want to just put that last statement out. Yeah. Go ahead. ahead. Yeah. Okay. Um, And this is, it's put out as NFLPA and Deshaun Watson's statement on impending arbitration decision. So this is Deshaun and the PA. In advance of Judge Robinson's decision, we wanted to reiterate the facts of this proceeding. First, we have fully cooperated with every NFL inquiry and provided the NFL with the most comprehensive set of information for any personal conduct policy investigation. A former federal judge appointed jointly by the NFL PA and NFL held a full and fair hearing, has read thousands of pages of investigative documents, and reviewed arguments from both sides impartially. Every player, owner, business partner, and stakeholder deserves to know that our process is legitimate and will not be tarnished based on the whims of the league office. This is why, regardless of her decision, Deshaun and the NFLPA will stand by her ruling and we called on the NFL to do the same. All right. We shall find out. What, what is it? What, 8 o'clock tomorrow? Mm-hmm. 9 o'clock? 9 a.m. Eastern. All right. 8 o'clock. A lot of stuff is going to be breaking at 8 a.m. All right. Well, stay tuned on that. But um, thank you for that, sir. That's another reason why you're part of Folk Talk of Sports. For breaking news like that. Thank you very much, Mr. Willie Gibson. Yes, sir. Um, but I ask about demographics and ratings. Yep. The TV networks want ratings. Okay. But what does the conference want? Because they want what market share or, or demographics. Would you agree with that? Yep. yep. So, so that's a little different because adding Rutgers in Maryland, as an example, is market share, is demographics. That's not ratings. Okay. Potentially adding um, UCLA, what well, adding UCLA and USC, demographic. Folks in California, Los Angeles, they're not going to tune in to, <laughs> to watch those games, you know, mm-hmm. especially to see USC against Minnesota. Sorry, Gophers, but you know, let's just be real. Okay, so it's. I think each side wants something different in what they're talking about. Networks want the ratings. The conference wants demographics in order to have the Big Ten network available on whatever the the cable platform is in LA or in California, whatever it is, Comcast, Infinity, whatever the hell it is. So that's why I think you're looking at now possibly the Big Ten adding, finally adding Oregon and Washington. Demographics. It makes sense, you know, to have a, a, the West Coast. The Big Ten would then have Left coast, middle, 
and then the right coast. So West Coast, Middle, and then the East Coast. East Coast, West Coast, worldwide. So, so there you go. So that's what's going to happen. Then we'll see what the SEC does. What could the SEC do? Because in terms of football, if the Big Ten gets Oregon and gets the West Coast, what can they? They can't. There's, there's nothing in terms of West Coast to counter that move. Agree, Andy? Will? Agree. Yeah. So then they have to go to more of the southern part of the country or go to ACC schools like Florida State, Clemson, you know. So they're not going to get Miami. They're not going to be West Coast, East Coast, worldwide. So Kevin Warren, is he's – I mean, we could say he's playing chess, not checkers, doing this. I, I think I saw a quote in the last few days not only about, you know, West Coast, but something about the Big Ten not being done – in the middle, you know, in the middle part of the country, mm-hmm. Mr. Gibson, um, in that middle might extend all the way down here south. You know, there's nobody in the Big Ten in Texas yet, right, Will? No, not yet. I'm just saying, mm-hmm. Andy, me, you, and James could be up there in Columbus in a few years, h- hanging out of Will's house for uh, U.S. Buckeyes. Football game, you know, Buckeyes going to smack that behind, but still, it'd be you know, for a conference matchup. I'm just saying. How about that, Andy? Would you go to to uh, Columbus to watch uh, the Cougs play the Buckeyes of football? For a conference oh, absolutely, because absolutely, if they somehow get into the Big Ten, I'm, uh, I'm I don't think that would happen though. At least not now. But I, what, are we talking five, ten years into the future? Yeah, yeah five, ten years from now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. If it gets done, imagine the jump. Um, look at how excited or how bu- how much buzz there is around Houston joining the Big 12. Imagine if they actually get that invitation in the Big 10, what, what looks like it's going to be the Power 2 conferences with the SEC and the, and the Big 10. So, I'm, you know, I have nothing. No inside, no sources telling me, you know, none of that stuff, okay? I'm doing what Will did a great job last week. If I had something to toss against the wall, I, I would toss it against the wall, see if it sticks. Okay, that's all that is right now. But, you know, we got rumors about the Pac-12 for survival asking Oregon and Washington to sign a, a short grant of rights deal like three years. Why would they want to do that? Oregon's not going to do that. Any, any hint of a chance that the Big Ten is going to invite Oregon? Oregon's like, yeah, uh, George, that uh, GOR, yeah, we ain't signing nothing. <laughs> three years, two years, one year. No, we're not signing any of that stuff. We're just going to wait for Kevin Warren to make that phone call, and then we're out. <laughs> so revenue sharing, why would the other teams in the Pac-12 agree to that if it keeps Oregon and Washington happy? But if, say, Oregon and the Huskies want 35% of the pie, whatever Boise State's deal with Mountain West, but Oregon and Washington want, want more than that. Why do the other schools want to do that? So it's just weird how it's all going to play out. I read a lot of those tweets. I don't retweet many, any of them because I don't believe some of it. And some of it just seems so outlandish. I'm just like, you know, okay, whatever. Pump your brakes on that. But in terms of Mr. Gibson, Mr. Buckeye, Mr. Big Ten, whenever these meteorite, the Big Ten meteorite deal is announced, mm-hmm. initially, initially what it was supposed to be in May. Yep. Right. And then it got pushed to June, July, now it's August. 
And now some folks are saying maybe a little further than that. Whatever. But do you think it will involve CBS? Um, I don't. I don't. Okay. So we're talking Fox. So what is that? Fox, Fox, FS1, FS2, and, yep. and a little bit Apple. of ESPN. Apple. ESPN at all? Um, some. No. Very little. ABC, ESPN. There's some. There's well, some. You, you said Apple. Yes, Apple for sure. Okay. Because I know that has been re discussed, reported, mentioned, suggested, whatever. Apple was in. They got out. And the day UCLA and USC was approved for 2024 interest to the Big Ten, they asked back in to negotiations. Okay. And for that, for streaming, because it's, it's still, that may be the wave of the future, but in terms of the number of folks who will sign up for Big Ten athletics on Apple, won't be this close yet to the number of people who watch on linear TV. We mm -hmm. agree on that? Mm-hmm. Andy? Yeah, absolutely. So what is the benefit of that? And what if, I don't know, a price point is $9.99 a month for the Big Ten on Apple? Apple Plus, I think that's the you know, correct term, Apple Plus, whatever. Do you think that would be just to get their foot in the door? Because it's not going to make a profit. Um, I, I'm looking at it from the Big Ten's perspective. They Apple's writing the check. What they yeah. do at that point, that's not Kevin Warren's concern. He's worried about what are you paying me up front for this product. Agreed, and I, and I think that's similar can be said for the NFL and the NFL Sunday Ticket Package that yeah. seems to be going to a streaming platform where they want at least two point five billion dollars. NFL is concerned if they make a profit or not. <laughs> if y'all making Right, I'm saying $2.5 billion. Okay, you just make sure you got all the numbers correct for the, the transfer to go through. Okay, you just make sure, and that's it. So, which gets me to the Big 12 on a much smaller scale. If, and I think it's important, if CBS does not get involved with the Big 10, that opens the door for CBS to go after, where they go after the Pac-12? Or they tell George, no, nah, George, we're not good on that on that late that West Coast time zone. So we're gonna holler at holler at the Big Twelve and Brett Marmark. Andy, do you think that's where it's gonna go and, and see some football games from the Big Twelve on CBS? If you're the Big Twelve, that's absolutely what you need to try to make it happen because um, like you said, um, actually going back to the Pac twelve when it comes to their TV, uh, deals that they've already been able to engage with and how low the offers have been at the end of the day that's what both conferences have to do and have to get some type of competition um from a big 12 perspective they got to make sure that that they're the ones that are um kind of winning that battle with cbs because i think just in, when it comes to that platform being on a network television at 11 a.m central here and and I think that's going to be a big um, win for the market in terms of the big 12 teams and the schools that they have, not necessarily as much as um, say a pac 12 where I mean, they're, they're not going to be playing games at 11 AM central time. Which gets back to the demographics ratings uh, discussion. 
Well, CBS, Pac-12. In terms of comparison, Pac-12, Big 12, Pac-12 cities are more um, urban and large demographic, population-wise, than the Big 12. So, okay, from a conference perspective, you want, you want demographics. But from a CBS perspective, you want games and, and teams that'll boost, get you good ratings. That ain't the Pac-12. You know, you know, especially without USC and UCLA, that's not, and potentially Oregon, that's not going to be the Pac-12. So if you are Arizona State and Cal and, and Arizona, y'all need to look at that. You know, this is, this is us talking on folks talking sports. Ratings-wise, a network is not going to be all, I think, gung-ho to spend money on the Pac-12, even though it may have more population, you know, more populated cities, schools than the Big 12. But football is Big 12 country. Big 12 schools eat, sleep, die college football. And that's one thing that UH, Andy, you know it. Well, you've learned it as being part of with us doing these shows. UH football fans, it's not the same. These fans don't eat, sleep, die college football. You know, they still care too much about who the Cougs are playing rather than the Cougs. But as Big 12 as a whole, ratings will be higher, I think, for Big 12 football games than Pac-12 football games. So, Andy, whenever negotiations open up for the Big 12 and ESPN, if you're Brett, your mark, are you going to say, are you going to go, go to market and say, no, um, ESPN, we're going to talk to CBS and NBC and then we'll see what y'all do or what, or just take whatever ESPN offers in, in there. If they have a 30 day window of negotiation with ESPN, what do you think about that? I think you absolutely have to go to market with what you said, just in terms of trying to create some type of battle and, and some type of bidding war between NBC and CBS, especially if, um, like Will kind of said, if CBS misses out on the Big Ten, you'd imagine that they'd still want to get some type of football games on the network on Saturdays um, to fill the college football time slot. And I, I think at the end of the day, being able to, to start some type of bidding will, will benefit the Big 12 more than if they just take a piece of the pie from ESPN. As we're about to wrap it up here on Folks Talking Sports, and I said, Andy, before well, you hopped on, that I didn't have a lot to discuss, and here we are past the hour mark. So, you know, go figure. My only concern from a basketball perspective is I don't want the Big 12 to go over their skis in negotiations, trying to, you know, do everything for football, and it ends up hurting basketball, you know, like whatever deal is finally signed and agreed upon that the football games are, are on are on CBS. And then you try to go back to ESPN and say, uh, we want our men's basketball here on ESPN. Yeah, well, see, y'all kind of thumbed your nose at us, uh, you know, regarding regarding everything else. So we uh, no, we don't we don't want y'all. I don't want that to happen. Okay, so I don't know how negotiations work. You know, I'm not hip to that. I'm not smart enough. 
I cling to the fact that Big 12 men's basketball is and has been the best conference for champions, Purdue champion, last two champions, almost the last three, you know, uh, what is it, Ken Palm rating-wise has been the best in, what, seven out of the last nine years. So it is hot, but is it good enough for ESPN to say, yeah, Brett, you thumbed your nose at us. Uh, you took the tier one games away from us. We, yeah, we still want the basketball. I, I hope that happens, Will. Could <laughs> that still happen? Uh, could it? Yes. Is it likely? I don't think so. See, Andy, do you see where I'm going with that? <laughs> do you see? Yeah, absolutely. But um, at the end of the day, like you said, those conversations, um, hopefully they, they stay hoping they don't turn sour uh, really quickly. But at the end of the day, I still think you got to do the service and, and at least see what CBS and NBC has to offer. Unless if ESPN comes at you with a with a insurmountable deal where you can't negotiate, like say they're offering the schools, um, what currently uh, full members get are roughly $40 million in TV payouts, 42 42 yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I would say they come with a deal that's like, I don't know, what, 50, 60? Is that the threshold per payout? Um, but how likely is that? I think you have to go to market. And, and agreed. So we'll see because CBS slash Turner Sports, what if CBS says, all right, Big 12, Commissioner, your mark. We see what y'all are doing in men's basketball. Uh, you know we have come tournament time. TNT, TBS. Uh, we have other, what is it, Will? What is it, Paramount? For CBS, Turner, whatever. Yep. We Paramount have Plus. other outlets. What if we say, all right, we want all your athletics to be part of Paramount Plus, the Paramount umbrella. So that means football games on CBS, um, CBS, TBS, TNT, and then basketball games, everything. Let's bring it. We want everything under us. And Andy, what if they say, you do that, we will give y'all 50 million per school. How about that? That would be the idea, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, but do you think that would happen? Who knows? That, that's the thing. Yeah, because that's what I'm kind of curious. Because everybody, everything that's being discussed right now and rumored is football related for the media rights. No one's talking about men's basketball and the other sports. I care about men's basketball. I care about basketball. So that's where I just, I don't want the Cougs to get to the Big 12, in, you know, and in three years, their games are on CBS Sports Network, <laughs> you know, which I still have, but a lot of platforms don't have CBS Sports Network. So we'll see how it all plays out. As we wrap it up here on Folks Talking Sports, Mr. Willie Gibson, I'll go to you first, sir. Let me... How can everybody get in touch with you on the social media platforms? Can I say a couple of things? You sure can, sir. I, I appreciate that. I apologize. I, I wanted to get this in. Um, NIL. This is, I don't know if I'm going to hear a better NIL deal than this one. Nebraska freshman wide receiver, the coldest Crawford. Let me make sure I get the young man's name right. I apologize. I had it. I want to make sure I have his name right. Yes. And that is his name. Government name, as we like to say. <laughs> the Codis Crawford, a six-foot freshman wide receiver from Shreveport, Louisiana, has signed a NIL deal with SOS Heating and Cooling, 
a local Lincoln, Nebraska, PDH fat company. Okay. To be their spokesperson. All right. So I don't know of a better NIL deal than the coldest D E C O L D E S T Crawford. <laughs> the coldest Crawford has signed an NIL deal with SOS Heating and Cooling in Lincoln, Nebraska. Wanted to get that. And then two, um, just came across as well. Uh, San Francisco wide receiver uh, Debo Samuel, three-year deal worth uh, $73.5 million, 58.1 guarantee. Now, the point one is significant because on Thursday, Seattle wide receiver DK Metcalf signed a three-year $72 million deal with 58 flats guaranteed. <laughs> So the point one makes a difference. He who signs last signs best. There we go on that. All right. Yeah. Great info right there, Mr. Gibson. How can folks Thank find you, you on, on the internet? I appreciate it. Uh, Twitter and Instagram at Will Gibson 7 That's the crawl states. Um, Facebook will know that I did get a couple views on that page this week. So thank you for that. And also at uh, WTGsports.com. Awesome. Thank you, sir. Andy Yanez, how about you? Yeah, people can find me on Twitter at Ayanez underscore five. Uh, be sure to be on the lookout if you do follow me on Twitter for uh, our latest Let's Rage Cougs uh, commercial, I guess, for lack of a better word. Um, that's going to be dropping, coincidentally enough, at eight in the morning, too, uh, Central Time Wheel. So that's already been scheduled for over a week. So um, check that out. And, and it'll also be... Uh, made public on the Houston Round Bar Review YouTube channel tomorrow as well on this part of the Less Rage Cougs playlist. So we got that going forward. Uh, real quick, we didn't touch on it, but uh, the the folks at Star Pizza Houston, uh, Hoop and Holler Houston, uh, reached an NIL deal with the defensive line, Sac Avenue for the Cougs, uh, Saturday night. So NIL, well, it's, it's coming. Yes. Youngsters are getting part of that bag, so it's coming. So, uh, who is it? So Legacy 13 announced that the Texas Tech women's basketball team, all of them, will each receive $25,000 part of their NIL deal for promotions and things of that sort. And I think another uh, Red, Red Raider collective or whatever is doing something similar for the football team. If member of the football team is getting twenty five grand as part of an NIL deal, so it's it's out there. It's it's youngsters are getting getting part of what uh, they're worth. So thank you, congrats to them for that. Spend it wisely, invest it wisely. You know, be smart about with your money. Because when I was younger, I wasn't <laughs> for the no. most part. Huh? Why lie? But I am Chris Gardner of the Houston Round Bar Review on Twitter at VHR Review. Uh, pull it up somewhere. If not, y'all know how to find me. You've been around me long enough to know who I am, where I am. But it's been a, a lot of fun. Thank you for this. Uh, joining us here on another edition of Folks Talking Sports on our Folks Talk Sports Twitter account, as well as on the Houston Round Bar Review on YouTube. Uh, are you guys, Will, how, how are the Browns looking for practice next Sunday? Are you going to be available to join us? Are they getting close to, to game uh, action for whatever? They're about two weeks away from a game, so next Sunday should be good. All right, cool. So 
Thank you very much, Andy, for, for doing that. So, yep. So next Sunday, we should be good for another edition of Folks Talking Sports. Monday, August 1st, Brett Yormark will begin as the, you know, the official first day for Brett Yormark as the new commissioner of the Big 12. I'm not expecting a lot of uh, fireworks in any announcement statements from him, but we shall see tomorrow from the Big 12 and Brett Yormark. Wrapping it up here on Folks Talking Sports, went a little longer than, than lately. Try to get around 60 minutes, 65 minutes, but we have a lot to discuss. So thank you very much, everybody, for tuning in. Thank you for the comments on the YouTube channel. You can also catch the audio version of this available on iHeart, Apple Podcast, as well as Spotify. So we're branching out there and we're getting closer. And what's the countdown for September 3rd? Uh, tomorrow, and let me get the exact number. So, should be like what, uh, 34 days roughly, something like that. Um, yeah, I think so. It's 35 yesterday, so it should be. Um, so we're getting close to the, the yeah, it is 34 days exactly. 34 season days. premiere of the Less Rage Cougs, the unofficial post game show for Houston Cougars Athletics. Andy will be doing post-game show following the UH Cougs game against UTSA. So stay tuned for that. And that'll be available on uh, t- Twitter as well as on the Houston Round Bar View YouTube channel. So as always, thank you very much for tuning in. Thank you for your comments. Thank you for taking time out of your day to participate and watch our show. Watch slash listen to the show if you, if you catch the audio version of it on the platforms. Until next week. You guys take care. See you. Peace.